and we're two passionate Latinas conversing with bold, ambitious voices who are making waves in the world. Every week, we dig into the knowledge of community builders, experts, and thought leaders that equip us to make an impact. Okay, enough talk. Come take action with us. Welcome, Bold Ambition listeners. I'm your co-host, Ingrid Garcia. How is everyone doing today? Hey, 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 Nettie here. So excited for today's episode, The Power of Hosting as a Love Language. And our guest today is none other than one of my favorite people. Sarah Catherine Baker from SC Charcuterie is joining us today. But before we dive into our guest and the topic of the day, I just want to do a slow check-in. Like, let's talk. Let's share how our weeks have been. I want to hear what bold moves everyone's been up to. I feel like this this week we just we just moved to daylight savings. Yes, yes. We just moved into daylight savings. The days and weeks just feel longer. Suddenly right? I look at my clock and it's like already noon or mm-hmm. you know it just feels so much later than it is. Which Absolutely. has kind of been like messing up my sleeping schedule. I don't know. I, I just love daylight savings because I feel like it's another opportunity to just, it's like refreshing and um, we get more sunlight. That's what it is. I feel like I am happier when it's sunny outside. And then this weekend was the first day of spring. And I feel like for me, the first day of spring just marks the beginning of picnics and heading outside and hanging out, seeing people and beer gardens and just overall, I feel like the sense that I can be back with my people. Yes, I get you. In a way, I feel like everyone kind of exits hibernation mode and everyone's like social again and like making plans with this beautiful weather, which myself included. What do you feel most proud of this week? Ooh, honestly, let me backtrack. Ooh, okay. I actually do have a bold little moment of this week. Today marks two weeks that I deactivated my Instagram account, my personal Instagram account. And there's a lot that I could be saying about this that I can probably share in depth at a later time. But I just have to say, I feel so much more aligned, recentered, and at peace Mm -hmm. because I don't have the interruption of this app that was dictating a lot of my life and dictating the way I would show up into spaces and then dictating also my presence when I'm around my favorite people. I feel like social media in general has become a stressor more than a creative outlet for me personally. And I think I just had to take a moment to like step away and be rooted in myself before I go and show up in all of these digital spaces. So that has been something that I'm very proud of. And I intend to continue going strong and staying away from Instagram for a few weeks. But yeah, that has been something that I'm proud of this week. I'm really proud to hear that you are looking to setting those boundaries. And I love it when people get to experiment to see, honestly, what works and what doesn't work and for what reasons we're doing things, right? Like, why even, for some, it's like, why is Instagram even necessary in my life? Or why is social media so important? Or why is social media taking such a big chunk of my time, right? Like, you shouldn't be spending half your day 
on Instagram. What a bold move. I do want to hear about your bold move, though. This week, I am really proud of myself for being aware of my choices. Um, This is going to sound super adult and maybe boring, but we went to the grocery store and we mostly got vegetables and fruit. So that's really going to push me to be cooking this week and to get creative in the kitchen. So that'll be really fun. I think it's a bold move for us because I feel very proud that we were very mindful about like buying things that will really nourish our bodies and at the same time not being wasteful. And I want to, I really like that. I feel very happy when we got in the car and we were packing our groceries um, that everything was just fresh and colorful and yummy. Like I couldn't wait like to get home. We love to hear it. And I love vegetables and fruits. <laughs> no, I really do. I love my morning fruit bowls and my evening vegetables with my dinner. Mm-hmm. I've also been trying to like substitute all of this like chicken and turkey mm-hmm. with some more plant-based options. But I mean, to each their own. Everyone has yeah. what works for them. But I love that we can just like check in and say that we've been aware of these things and are intentional behind every action that we're taking, whether it's how much time we're spending on social media or totally what you're picking up at the grocery store. So I think on that note, we are ready to jump in and present our chat with Sarah Catherine. And she is just one of my favorite people, energies, balls of sunshine. I think she's truly like a Libra at heart. (laughs) And her and I always joke back and forth about how similar we are. So it's cute. She's cute. We're cute. We're going to have a very cute conversation around her new business venture, which is charcuterie board making. And not only that, but how she has transformed her love for hosting and her love for community into this business idea. So let's jump in because I cannot wait to host my first spring dinner or brunch. Here we go. Yay. I actually would like to start with this quote. Gatherings crackle and flourish when real thought goes into them, when often invisible structure is baked into them. And when a host has the curiosity, willingness, and generosity of spirit to try. Priya Parker, The Art of Gathering. I love that. Is that a book? Yeah. (gasps) So this came oh. from The Art of Gathering. I think I want to read that. Our guest today, Sarah Catherine. Yeah, hello, my friends. How are you? Good. Sarah yeah. Catherine is a dear friend through book club. She is an amazing wedding planner. And I have never met anybody that loves their job as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> And and you just started a new business. Yeah, I did start a business. I feel like they kind of went hand in hand. They felt like starting the business was the next right step for me. Um, Not because I didn't love my job. I love my job. And I've like been very vocal about how I didn't start a business because I wanted to quit my job. I just felt like this was the perfect time. I've always wanted to own a business. So it was like, I feel like I've been thinking about what kind of business do I want to start forever. 
and I've tried a few other little things. Like when I was younger, I tried to start a chapstick business. (laughs) I was like in middle school and I was like, this is it. I am about to start. Watch me in Sephora. Like I was ready to go. I made these little labels. Like I've just always been of that mindset. So when I started this, it was like, yeah, this is right. Let's go. Let's just see what happens. I kind of, yeah, I kind of want to reel you back in and be like, I want us to start like at the beginning. Like what, what even made this passion of yours, like part of you? Is it something that you were born with? Is it something that your family passed down to you? It's, I want to tell, I want to hear your story. Totally. That's a good question. So I always felt like I would be good at this job. And I feel like a lot of girls who have been um, a wedding coordinator, and let me just start with saying I've not been a wedding coordinator for super duper long, it, but it's been the first job that I've had, and I'm, I'm 26. This is the first job I've had that's felt like this is what I'm going to do for a long time. This job has felt like me. So I would say I always felt like this was something I'd be good at. I didn't know how to get into it though. And that's another story, but I will say that this came from my mom. She's gifted, right? Like she's so good at hosting and she's so good at party planning, but like growing up our house, she always hosted everyone's baby shower and everyone's wedding shower. And for my sweet 16, this girl planned this for like a year. And like, we were not loaded, right? Like growing up, we did not have the money to be throwing me a sweet 16. But this girl thrifted. (laughs) She was crafty. Like she put her heart and soul into making sure my sweet 16 was like just the cutest and sweetest. I mean, it was, she went all out. And like she made stuff herself food wise, like she just did the most and it was really her love language and it still is like she was heartbroken this past christmas eve we were supposed to host christmas eve at my mom's house for the first time and everyone had covid so we couldn't do it and she still made food all day long like she woke up made whole christmas eve food and then had my dad take it out to my grandparents like she's just that way. And that's what I've always seen and thought was really a good way to love people because people feel special when you do things like that. And I loved watching her do that. And I just felt like that was something I also was going to be good at. So I just kind of went for it and it's kind of working out, I guess. (laughs) No, totally. I think, of course, Nettie introduced me to you. And I think even since we met, I noticed that you just find yourself full of joy when you bring people together through like a dinner party or your birthday party or, you know, small gatherings like that. And I think I've even like talked to you when I had my graduation brunch and out for me, it's a stressor. I'm like, I think all of my guests arrived and nothing was even ready. <laughs> so, so Sarah Catherine's like, what can I do? How can I help? Nettie was in the kitchen getting all the snacks ready, all the food. Sarah Catherine was over there blowing up balloons with Cy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the guest that literally I want to show up early so that I can help set things up. I'm like, what do you want me to bring? You want, you need balloons? I'm bringing balloons. Uh (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and I love it. Like that's such a gift to have. And I think it's a gift that can be taught, but because you started at such a young age watching your mother, it comes more easily to you. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll ever be on your level. I don't think so, but <laughs> no girl, <that's> what... <laughs> we, we all have our, we all have our love languages. That one just happens to be mine, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel a little natural just from watching my mom. I love bringing people together. Um, like you said, my birthday party, I was like, all I want is everyone to say they're coming to the park at the same time, bring your dogs, bring your wine. And I just want everyone to be like, there's no agenda, just everyone be together and happy. And it was so perfect because that's what exactly what it was. Yeah. And that's, I love that. How cool that even though there was no agenda, you still had a vision for it. Like (laughs) that's maybe not my strength though. Like just being chill is not a strength of mine. (laughs) So that's exactly. So you're like my, all I want is to just not be stressed. Right. I feel like that little gathering will turn into a bigger gathering. On your birthday, it it was that. It was just so peaceful and loving. And even people were coming in. A couple people like came by for a little bit and then they left. It wasn't like, oh, they left. What what should we do now? It was just like, oh, we love you. Farewell. Farewell. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming. Right. No, I find joy in having things planned very well. That is when I have no anxiety is Uh when I know I've planned things perfectly so that when I show up, I can just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like that day I wanted people to come, but I knew exactly, you're right. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew we were bringing a cake, so I had already bought plates and napkins and forks (laughs) and brought a knife wrapped in a a towel because I knew Nate was bringing the cake. That's my boyfriend. But, like, I knew he didn't think about any of those things, Uh right? So I packed those. I grabbed a few bottles of wine. I grabbed some Solo cups from the store. And I just – I brought a few blankets and dog (laughs) treats. Like, I don't know. I just – and then I was able to enjoy it. But I feel like the planning part of it, like, I, I love my boyfriend so much, but, like, he does not think about these things. And it's not because he's a boy. It's just because he just doesn't – he's like, I got the cake. I got the thing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I did the one thing. <laughs> I did the one thing. And uh, so sweet. And that's really kind. But for me, like, I was able to enjoy it because I did kind of plan a little bit and was a little prepared. <laughs> um, so then it was just, like, a peaceful, joyful evening. I want to I want to talk about how your work is a structured gathering, very like planned year and a half out mm-hmm. versus your personal gatherings. Like wedding planning is an art, I would dare say. So, can you talk about what skills you have to bring to the table to execute such a beautiful wedding <laughs> vision like in in your day-to-day? Two things. Again, you're all going to be like, okay, you and your mom are crazy people. <laughs> end of this but my mom I'm pretty positive said at one point in her life yeah fail to plan plan to fail (laughs) and so in mantra (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's a very high anxiety mantra I don't suggest taking that one with you always but it is kind of true in the wedding planning process I mean and I I must give credit where credit's due Amanda Blue Events has taught me everything about wedding coordinating. They are 
literally incredible. And Amanda is a genius at what she does. But our wedding planning is so thorough down to the details and the minutes of how things should go. However, on wedding day, I would say that's when I'm like the least stressed out because we've planned it. And I trust the plan and I trust our thoroughness and I trust our attention to detail. And we've asked the right questions. I've created a relationship with the bride. I know her. I know what she's comfortable with me making decisions for her. I know where she, if she's type A, where she needs more attention to detail. So then on wedding day, you can just kind of relax. And as things kind of shift around and move, you're e- it's easy to go with the flow than day of because you've created a vision and you've built in time for things to adjust and you've built in time for, you know, something didn't arrive on time. Okay, that's fine. We're just going to shift this real quick, put this here, and now we keep moving. And the bride doesn't even need to know. Like I, I absorb all those things for her and that's kind of my job also. So I try and take that into my day. Also, if people saw my Google calendar, they would think I have a problem. (laughs) Yes, my Google calendar is color-coded and like, (laughs) oh my gosh, it is down to the minute of how I'm going to spend my entire day. And for some people, I feel like that would cause stress. But for me, that's me living my best life is when I have... And it took me a while to just like stick with this because sometimes I have been like, no, I just need to be more go with the flow. And no, I am not able to go with the flow unless I've planned it. Unless I have accounted for all of my minutes of the day, then I'm able to adjust because I see what I need to accomplish and I'm able to go into the day with my best self, relaxed, not wondering what I'm going to do next, not wasting time. So I would say that's the biggest thing that I've taken from wedding planning and added it to my daily life. I am really organized with my time and my schedule. And it doesn't mean that things don't come up. It doesn't mean that I don't adjust the day as the day goes on. And I shift my calendar midday to add something to tomorrow. Like it can't all get done sometimes. But knowing that I planned and tried to do that allows me to like enjoy the day. I definitely think that that's a personality thing too. And honestly, this topic of really learning how you function well Mm -hmm. and what tools you can use to really enjoy your life whatever Mm -hmm. it takes. And if that's your strategy, kudos to you. And I feel like more people need to, not that they need to, but I think it's amazing when they finally find (laughs) what makes them function well. Us three as friends, we all have been going through this like growth phase because of course you never stop learning and you never stop growing. But do you think you've noticed anything different now that has made all these passions of yours, right? The business, the wedding coordinating, the finding out your color-coded calendar. (laughs) Like what's different now that has allowed for this flourishing? Yeah. I would say attention to personal growth. You've got to spend time, and this is something I've not perfected, and it's my newest journey. It's something I have just come to terms with. I will probably be a lifelong pursuit of mine is trying to always better my time spent alone and my morning routine and my habits. I don't know if you guys have read 5am club. Are you reading 5am club? Yeah. Okay. That book will really, it'll really, it's just, it's made me, I'm waking up at (laughs) 5am dadgummit. 
that I'm so mad about it, but also like really excited. I just think like attention to myself and really prioritizing self-growth and being alone, having quiet time to do whatever you need to. I don't even want to say like, I mean, I can talk about what I do in my quiet time by myself, but like everyone's is different. I think it's about being intentional with being alone, being intentional with your thoughts. Um, So that can look like for some people used to, for me, it was just all I could get myself to do was go on a walk. And I would listen to meditation music or like spa music, literally on my walks for like an hour. So I could just think and be alone and be with my thoughts and be quiet. I feel like you get to know yourself. And that's the, I don't want to say the only way, but that's one of the only ways to grow. I mean, you're only going to get to know yourself better if you spend time with yourself. That looks different for everyone. I have to journal and meditate and go on my walks. I think that's how I've been able to get to a place of knowing myself well enough to know what I need to thrive. Not that I'm like thriving, but I mean, <laughs> I can always be better. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm at a really nice, peaceful, comfortable part of my life right now. And I've not always been there. Yes. So good. Right. I think, yeah, I think the other day I even texted Nedit in our Latina book club. And I said, I've been hibernating by myself for the past like six months and it has been the most beautiful season of my entire life Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I used to be one of those people that had things on my calendar commitments, mm-hmm. networking events, job things, friend things, because I didn't want to face myself. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because I didn't want to come home and find myself alone and not know what to do with myself. And I think the universe just finally said, sit down, like, take your time, be, be with yourselves, be with your thoughts, and, um, and learn about yourself. Like, who even are you? And I think that's just a a beautiful season. And I think it's a continuous cycle. Like it's never going to stop. But I love that you you brought that to to the conversation because it's so true. And I I think that saying no is one of the best things you can learn to do for yourself. One of my New Year's resolutions was to say no more because I, and my calendar is booked and busy for myself. I've learned to say no to more and I've learned to not be, not have FOMO as much. I don't have FOMO. I feel like hardly at all anymore because over the past, really the pandemic has been life-changing for me and honestly in a very positive way as far as spending time alone, but saying no to things and choosing to fill my calendar with things that make me happy. And if that's putting a walk on my calendar, if that's putting quiet time journaling on my calendar, and that's what fills up my day and I don't have time for other things, then those are the things that are staying on my calendar. If I've worked three weddings that week and someone asks me to hang out, I'm look at next week's calendar because I've already put face mask, meditation, make dinner, do my nails. They're on my calendar, color coded (laughs) in the order that I want to do them in because (laughs) those are just priorities to me at this point in my life. And I don't feel bad about it anymore. And it makes me a better 
person. It makes me a better partner. It makes me a better friend. I'm better at my job. I just think those are important. I could not agree more with that. And I think that's the most beautiful way to connect it back to then why hosting and gathering is a love language. Whenever you do it, whenever you you offer yourself to have someone over for dinner or to invite a friend over or to do any kind of uh, small gathering or big whatever it is, I think it's more intentional that, you know, you're on that journey where you're really realizing, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to say no to that. But okay. when I do it, I'm fully committing on being there, on being present, right, on right. Um, devoting, you know, my energy, my love, my attention to those people that will be there. And I, I do think that's when it really becomes even more special. Like, I think that's what makes, like, if I, I make dinner for my friends, Cody didn't quite understand this because I got flowers and the candles and everything. What I said to him, I was like, well, this is my way of showing them how welcome they are in my home and like yes. how happy I am that they, they're coming over. So I, I think it's because of us taking time for ourselves and really being true to ourselves, right? And, and making mm -hmm. time to say, I'm sorry, my calendar is full. Mm -hmm. with myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and other things, but um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I totally, I, yeah, it's not like I don't still have FOMO thoughts. I definitely see, we'll see people hanging out and if I'm not invited because I'm extroverted and I love humans. So I want to be invited to everything, uh, <laughs> even if I say no, but uh, I want the opportunity to say no, but I do agree. I'm thankful for the place that I'm at mentally right now because I can see that and not hold on to it for the day. I can see it and be like, eh, I enjoyed my evening. I'll get, I'll invite them to the next one. You know, I'll invite them next time when my calendar's free. <laughs> And by the way, yes, that is how far out I plan things most of the time because Nere, I'm the same way. I want the napkins ironed. Like when I have girlfriends over, when I have a couple over, I want to go all out. I And I feel like it's a reflection of my love for them. When I invite them to my home and they can relax and they don't think about anything other than enjoying their time and I get to watch that, that's joy for me. So you're, you're like a highly detailed wedding coordinator. You have a relationship, you have a dog, you take care of yourself. So when did you realize that like SC charcuterie was the next step you wanted to take? Cause like your, your calendar's fully locked and loaded, but you wanted to make sure you still made time for like this endeavor. Cause you're so passionate about it. Dude, I know I went back and forth, honestly. Uh, when I was like, when I first had the idea, I was like, yeah, let's just add something else in there. <laughs> oh, my resolution was to say no. So let's start a business. Honestly, it felt like, again, this goes back to knowing yourself and what you need and how you want to spend your time. I get very sentimental around my birthday and, and New Year's and my birthday is in October. So I feel like just from October to January, I am just trying as busy as those times are. I try to be as intentional with journaling and sitting, meditating as possible because I know that's like my peak. I want to make changes in my life and grow and, and do something new. Those are my peak months, right? <laughs> and it was in that time that I was like, you know, I am so satisfied with my job. I don't have any more time for any more weddings, like freaking calendar booked and busy. 
with work stuff. But I felt like I needed something that was going to allow me to be creative, was more of a passion project that was only relying on me. I didn't want anyone else. That sounds selfish, but I didn't want anyone else to really be a part of it. I wanted to do it on my own so that I didn't have any pressure, but whatever pressure I put on myself, which I think can be a good and bad thing. That's another conversation. Honestly, I just wanted a passion project. I wanted to own something. I wanted to have something that was mine. And I love working hard. I, I mean, I, I love being busy. You know, I love, I love cheese, right? I, I do love cheese and I love charcuterie, but really it was like, I love this space that I'm in. How can I bring more to this space? But I can't take on any more weddings because I'm too busy already with that. Well, this is perfect. Like right now I'm doing boxes and boards and that's all fun and awesome. But I would love to get to a place where I'm just doing weddings and events, like the big ones for big gatherings. That's the goal, right? That is where I want to end up at some point. And because that's what I love. And the boxes and the boards are fun. In the meantime, I love seeing people happy and they're, they're creative and cute and good for gifts. But like, I love wedding day. I love events. So I wanted to grow this to have more of that in my life. And this felt like a really fun and creative way to do it. I am so excited. And I love the giveaway that you just did. Are you- I am doing a giveaway. Are we going to be seeing more of those? Yeah, girlfriend. Watch me while I plug myself real quick. Um, follow SC Charcuterie ATX on Instagram, y'all. They're just so cute. I know. It looks so yummy. The brie, the meats, the grapes. I know it's become a kind of a problem because like I've got all the stuff to make charcuterie at any point at any day. So like the other night when I made that board or that box to post on Instagram, like that's what we ate for dinner. And I was like, here, I I made you dinner. It was like a year ago, I would not think of charcuterie as a meal, but now I really like it. I'm like, yes, I have taught you. That's right. Welcome to the new era. Yeah, it's trying to do charcuterie for meals. Actually, in Europe, some people literally just have cheese and bread for dinner and And breakfast. And so, really, I need to be eating charcuterie for breakfast. I don't see why it's a bad thing. (laughs) All right, SC, if you were to say one thing, that all the years watching your mom and you know all the weddings that you've worked on so far what's the one lesson or skill that you're bringing into SC charcuterie like it's gonna be huge we're going global going global with this (laughs) that's what my mom wants my mom's like we can open up shops I'm like, I just launched like let me sell some boards first we're manifesting (laughs) Yeah. This girl's like, let's go. I love her attitude. My first thought is, and I really think you can take this into any business. And I I guess this goes back to me, like loving hosting also. This is why I love my job. I will do (laughs) whatever is needed on wedding day to make sure that that couple and that family has the best day ever. And I love at the end of the night when they go home and they don't know about anything that maybe went wrong. They Uh don't know about anything that was scrambling around in the kitchen. We were trying to figure out where the knives are. 
like they don't know about anything that went wrong and they had the best day ever. And I know whether it's recognized or not that I made that happen for them. That is something I think, and some of my coworkers and, and stuff have been like, careful, you're going to get burned out. Like you're given a lot for, you know, that's maybe not in your job description. I don't think it's about going into a job with your job description all the time. I think it's about what's the right thing to do right now and what is the reason I do my job. It's I love my job. So I'm going to do above and beyond every single time. And that's how I feel with my business. Like if I can make something for someone and watch them be happy, like that is so satisfying for me. Like I've chosen these jobs for a reason. I love watching people be happy and I love contributing to that. And I love doing everything I can, even if it's behind the scenes, even if it doesn't get recognized to watch their day be so joyful. And that's what I want to bring into SC Charcuterie also. I felt like it definitely can go hand in hand. And I think it's important to be a good person overall, not about the money, like really just being a genuinely good person. And yeah, that's what I would want to bring into SC Charcuterie. I think more businesses should function or should work around that. Oh, I'm tired of capitalism. Like, why can't we just do things from the soul? I totally agree. No, like it's all about love. It's all about the love. It is though. But um, I feel like I want to cultivate that as much as possible. I don't think I can personally, I know I'll never be able to go back to a nine to five. I'll never be able to go back to uh, working in corporate, like absolutely never. And that's totally fine. Some people literally live their best lives in corporate America. And I'm so happy for those people because they're living their truth, but that is just so not my truth anymore. And I've just learned that and I'm so much better for it. Doing things with my hands. I mean, I'll get 20,000 steps in a wedding day. My feet will be killing me, but I would not trade that for anything. Like I'm not going back to a desk job. I love what I do. And with that, Ladies and gentlemen, a C. Thanks for having me. Okay, actually, I have one last question for you. Okay. As someone who is a newbie at hosting, what is your top tip to give me if I were to host a dinner party next week? Make a list. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot of lists. And I will say my biggest tip on list making is do what works for you. I am a virtual list kind of gal. I use Google Keep and it has all of my thoughts. It's an app. It can be on my laptop or my phone. And I love all of Google Suite. So I love Google keeps me organized, but Google Keep is my best friend. Um, Make a list of everything that you need. Make subcategories if you need, like, okay, what am I making for dinner? Okay. What do I need to make this one dish? Okay. Do I need a pan for that dish? Okay, do we have plates, cups? Do I need different kinds of cups? Make lists and keep listing. That's my first tip. Second tip is to be okay when things don't go the way you planned. I think it's really good to plan your heart out. And this is something I have to remind myself when I'm hosting is to just enjoy the evening. You worked hard, let it be enough and let your guests just enjoy. Try not to micromanage too much. Like if if this if your plan isn't coming to fruition, but people are enjoying themselves, just let it go. Like let it flow, let it just enjoy the evening. And if people want to sit around and talk and drink wine, but you had games planned, forget the games, just enjoy the conversation and, and being present. Love. Yeah. No, I think I, when I do host, I overthink 
and micromanage because I want to make sure I want to like double check that everyone's having a good time and I'll like do rounds and be like is everyone okay do you need anything do you need anything and everyone's like we're fine you're like, good girl are you good <laughs> are you good <laughs> <laughs> right can we get you a drink right <laughs> no I and I I've been like that I think it takes um and I still can be like that but it takes time and just the more you do it the more you won't stress yeah <laughs> I have learned that if the people that you have that you're hosting they're close to you right because it's intentional it's it's you know it's the people you love and they love you back most of the time um <laughs> they will okay. love you back those people feel so at home and so comfortable it's almost like family right like they don't feel weird going through your cabinets and i love that or a glass yeah yep. and that makes me feel good i I'm agree like, just, just find it just mm -hmm. the cabinets it's fine Yep. Um, Keep good company and you can't mess up hosting a dinner yeah. party or anything. I mean, yeah, I agree. My favorite time is when my friends just make themselves at home and we just enjoy the evening. Yes. Hosting and gathering, again, it's such an art and it's just a way of bringing people together and so whether, whether it's celebrating something or just for the sake of really being present in each other's lives. I'm so excited to throw a party already. Yes, we uh we're moving soon and I cannot wait. I am like can't wait to get all set up. I'm going to have everybody over. Sarah Catherine, thank you so much for talking with us. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. I love you guys so much.